Welcome to Startup to Scale, a podcast by Food Bevy. I'm your host, Jordan Buckner. Join me as I talk to aspiring entrepreneurs, seasoned industry experts, and everyone in between as we unlock the keys to growing from startup to scale. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about live streaming and the new era of product purchasing via live streams. For this conversation, I've invited on Sarah Nesheim and Todd Baldwin, who are the founders of Crafted. Welcome. Hi, Jordan. Nice to be here. Todd, I'd love for you just to give a quick rundown of what Crafted is. Crafted is a video commerce tool for the food and beverage industry, which is the fastest growing D2C segment in the U.S., actually. Um, And the way that it works is that we have brands that will pay us a monthly subscription fee. Um, and we match those brands with creators from our network to produce shoppable live streams and video content. Um, the streams are hosted on Crafted's website and then also on the brand's website. And then the video content can be shared across social media, um, TikTok, Reels, to grow their organic followings. I think this is a really exciting space because we've seen the rise of, kind of shoppable videos uh, recently. I think obviously with COVID, everyone being at home, you know, looking for more ways to engage with shoppers. Um, but maybe Sarah, if you can talk about like what live shopping or live stream kind of shopping looks like today and how consumers are, are using it. Yeah, absolutely. So I uh, totally agree with you. It's a super exciting time uh, for live shopping in the U.S. Um, granted, it is still very, very far behind live stream commerce in China, right? So um, live stream commerce takes up about 1% of all commerce in the U.S. today, and it's about a quarter in China and other Asian markets. Um, and that's very obvious. Um, however, you know, we at Crafted are very optimistic um, about live stream shopping kind of taking hold in the U.S. market. And there's some promising signs of that today. Um, for example, there's, you know, several verticalized um, live shopping apps that have raised, you know, collectively billions of VC of funding. One in particular is called Whatnot. And they have, um, they've like, what is it, Todd? They've like doubled their their earnings in the last year. Yeah, uh, so they actually uh, just doubled their valuation to three point seven billion. Uh, yeah. yeah, just this past summer in July. Um, yeah. Yeah. So and and uh, you know we believe that's the case because they are hyper specialized in collectible in collectors items, and so um, you know we believe that uh, a live stream platform that really can hyper focus right whether it's beauty. Um, we're seeing successes with like super great and flip is kind of a newer, um, live stream shopping app, Twitch, you know, even without the commerce feature is dominating the gaming space. Um, and so it will be exciting to see, um, you know, what other live shop, live shopping platforms kind of take hold within different verticals. So with crafted, I know you have kind of focused the platform around. Uh, cooking and eating in terms of the live shopping. Um, can you talk a little bit, um, Todd, about like that experience and why going after the kind of food market? Yeah, so there's some really exciting trends that are happening in the food commerce space right now. Um, the main two, I guess I'll group them into two categories, right? The first is that um, there's been dramatically improved logistics for, you know, buying CPG items online. 
Um, you've seen the, the rise of, you know, instant delivery for grocery, scheduled delivery through Instacart. Um, there have even been new e-commerce models like Pick to Click to Collect that kind of like bridge the IRL and the URL like world, um, world of uh, food e-commerce. And so um, I think that, you know, because it's easier for people to, you know, um, get these CPG items online, um, there's obviously been a rise in, in the online grocery space. And then the second is like shifting consumer behaviors. And so um, the obvious here is that post-COVID, people are way more familiar um, with online grocery shopping. I think that about 69%, um, if I'm not mistaken, um, of U.S. consumers have purchased groceries online in the past like um, like 18 months. And so um, that just shows that there's really been a shift in these two things and it's kind of made it the perfect um, you know, time for shoppable content and shoppable video because the um, the consumer behavior has changed, people shopping online, and then logistics have also um, shifted and, and improved in a way where it's actually possible to get those items now. Yeah, I kind of want to jump in with um, a really interesting anecdote from our own learnings as well. So when we first got started doing um, cooking live streams on Crafted, it was basically just, you know, do a live recipe demo on Crafted. There was actually no shopping feature at the time when we first got started. And a pattern we noticed in our first call it, you know, 40 to 50 streams is that every single creator talked about a unique brand on average six times. And, you know, they weren't necessarily prompted by the audience um, or sponsored for that matter. They just are super passionate about the products that they use in like their day-to-day recipes. And so the benefit and the opportunity for what we're doing at Crafted by focusing in the food space is that food is already naturally, um, you know, commoditized. And then also people are super passionate about the brands that they, they use. So we're really capitalizing on that kind of organic and natural tendency already. I love that. So May Sarah, let's talk a little bit about like what the experience is like from a viewer standpoint. Um, I had the opportunity to join one of the live streams the other day. Um, so talk about like what that looks like with someone, uh, how someone gets prompted to come in, what that experience is like, and then, you know, their options around shopping. Yeah. So currently we're partnering with food content creators who are, you know, camera friendly. They're very confident, um, you know, going through a recipe demo in one take, being able to balance the instruction of every step while also answering questions um, from the audience and, you know, providing their own personality and entertainment value in a 30 to 40 minute stream as well. So um, how you would come across, you know, a crafted live stream today is by following a food content creator, typically micro-influencers is who we're partnering with right now. So, you know, you're following a food blogger on Instagram and they say, hey, I'm going live on Crafted in a couple of days, um, you know, mark this on your calendar. So a user will follow the link, they'll tune in and they can either cook along actively or just watch passively. They can follow along with the recipe that's on the side panel and then they can shop the ingredients that are featured in the stream. So it's not every single ingredient, especially kind of normal household goods like eggs and milk and things like that um, aren't shoppable, but it's these kind of more innovative, unique brands that are typically emerging, like brands that Jordan, you're super familiar with. Um, many of those uh, are our clients. And so um, we're you know providing another tool in, in the brand's toolkit to be able to market to a highly engaged audience um and so that's kind of the experience today 
Yeah, I love that because anyone looking in, they might tune in to learn like how to cook a certain recipe or just follow a creator. And then they get to see like real products being used. And it's a great opportunity for our brands and our listeners to say like, hey, let me actually work with the creator and highlight like how a recipe, you know, how our products can be used in a recipe in a way that like consumers get really excited about. And then they're more likely to, to actually go out and purchase you from there um, and try it out for themselves because it feels more approachable, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and then if I could also just hop in quickly here. Um, yeah, I think one of the other interesting things is that a lot of the brands that we work with, as Sarah mentioned, are early um, you know, emerging food brands and they're still trying to educate their customer base or their potential customer base on how to use their products. We have a couple of um, DIY like ice cream um, kits, for example. Um, we have some mocktails, and so um, typically, you know, I, I spend quite a bit of time on their on their e-commerce websites, and they'll offer you know brief suggestions in the description of, oh, this pairs well with you know <laughs> with these other dishes and items, and essentially, this is just the next evolution of that, right? Um, we're not just saying it from like a text and a textual like, you know, um, description, but we're also providing, you know, content that's interactive and entertaining um, that really demonstrates how a product is used and really allows them to express not only, um, you know, how to use the product, but also to really um, share their brand voice as well, like through this medium. I think that's, um, that totally makes sense. And for a lot of brands I know who are emerging and they're just looking for like, one more people to experience their product and then two um just gain more eyes on it which is hard you know there's a um a sauce kit company that tried recently and it's like absolutely delicious but one of their challenges is like just getting um the products into people's hands and getting them excited about it and so that's something that's always um, challenging for them to work through i didn't know that like like when you hear some of those numbers on China being 25% or 25% of their sales are kind of through live shopping and the U.S. is so much lower. Um, what do you think are those barriers to success uh, within this kind of live streaming shopping market um, before it becomes more, more ubiquitous? Sarah, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. And it's so funny because Todd and I were, were kind of going back and forth before this and, you know, it, what we think is that um, the US market is really not quite ready for um, the combination of content and, and entertainment, but then also commerce, right? They don't want to be like, you know, the US consumer might think, okay, I'm being tricked into buying something right now, rather than, um, you know, I came here for a recipe demo or I came here to buy something. That's, I think, why QVC has done so well, right? So um, that's one thought. Um, there are a couple of of other you know, potential reasons. Um, for example, you know, live shopping in China is very much focused on offering deals. And so people are like actively and avidly tuning into these so they can, you know, buy lipstick for a, a buck, right? So that's just not something that is kind of um, mainstream or adopted yet here in the US either. What do you think, Todd? Have you seen those same things? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as Sarah mentioned, you know, um, I think another another big thing is honestly um, these new live streaming, live shopping or live streaming platforms are trying to drag audience like from, you know, existing platforms like Facebook and Instagram um, to, to do this particular activity. Um, and I think that the key, honestly, in the future might be to just meet these customers where they are. Right. 
like they're coming to these DTC websites. So embedding the content into the websites. Um, so it's more of, you know, point of sale marketing or consideration marketing instead of, you know, top of funnel, like on other, uh, other sites, or, you know, maybe embedding and like, you know, um, recipe blogs or other network, you know, uh, websites like that. Um, I think that honestly will be a pretty huge component of, um, of any live shopping platform that, that hopes to see success here in the U S is that, um, it's going to be really hard to drag over audience, especially for a one-off event happening at one time during the day. So, um, I think that, and then I also, um, am really high on recorded live streams and short form video as well. Um, just because, you know, the secondary issue, as I just mentioned with, with live streaming is that, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's temporal, right. It only happens at one time and then it's kind of gone. But, you know, with recordings and making the videos after the fact still shoppable, um, I think that is also a key to key to success here and for live shopping in the U.S. Yeah, you know, it kind of makes me wonder, like, you know, Food Network was really big in the early 2000s. And, you know, obviously they didn't have like the same technology. I wonder, you know, what made them really successful and then how that can be kind of duplicated in this. Because I think one it's like, you know, they, they kind of cultivate this celebrity chef um, kind of archetype. And that's really what started drawing people in. A lot of people were like, they had their favorite um, chefs kind of on the, on the food network and people were like entertaining. They were charismatic and found ways to make it engaging. So I think that's more like the entertainment side. And then there's more of the, uh, you know, the late night TV shoppable kind of TV side of things, which are more just like shock and awe a little bit of like having lots of excitement. Um, and so there's probably some learnings in there just from like listener watcher behavior to understand like how do you meet people when are they going to be watching these things and and how do you really engage with them um because i think you know we're in this really interesting time i think coming out of summer a couple you know COVID is kind of dying down it's still a little bit here people are on the go and so how do you like you said how do you get them to sit down and and watch something whether it's like 15 minutes 30 minutes like what's that time period to fit into into their life yeah. And I love that you brought that up, Jordan, because, um, and this is kind of another reason why we're, we're so hopeful that live streaming will take hold um, because it just naturally falls within kind of the consumer progression of content and what we want. So like starting with kind of the TV, right? Celebrities, and then moving toward extremely like, um, you know, curated and edited content on Facebook and Instagram. And then now moving to like short form video, that's like, you know, it takes 10 minutes to create. It's like, you know, you're, you kind of rolled out of bed, you're, you know, in your bedroom. Um, and then, you know, we, we really do believe that the next step is kind of the continuation of like that raw, unfiltered, user-generated content, um, but not only, you know, the content, but also the real-time experience that you're sharing with somebody on a live stream. Have either of you heard the um, How I Built This podcast episode with Food 52? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what I love about that is well, it kind of talk. Yeah, they, they talked about how um, they started with a community of like foodies to share. Actually, they weren't even like, you know, they weren't famous, but they're just like everyday kind of home cooks who want to share and preserve their recipes with others. And they built this really like grassroots community around like recipe sharing, which I think is really big. Um, and then kind of eventually built an audience, built a community, and then adding on different like commerce features from there, which I think is really powerful. And I think there's a, um, a big opportunity as you guys are building as well within the space of like really 
building that community around food because you know there's this dual thing where food has always been like one thing that brings people together and now in this like world that we're living in like people are still like more so like at home they're not going out as much necessarily and so they're looking for food to bring people together like online and i think it could almost be like this new you know digital table connecting with people around food and extending their table online through these kind of videos and, and communities which i think is really cool yeah absolutely i think um you know right now we're really excited about the food and beverage space um our video commerce tool is specifically built um for this particular industry um so it's like it's in the dna of the company and every aspect of the company we're thinking about you know the food and beverage industry um from the customers that we choose to focus on from the distribution network we mentioned maybe even like you know having it being hosted on brand websites and recipe blogs um from the to the tech you know there's a lot of um differentiated uh commerce challenges when it comes to food you have perishables and you have people that are trying to do subscriptions you have people that are only in brick and mortar retail and so you know building out like integrations with each of those like you know commerce like like solutions yeah. is like something that we're highly focused on in the future so um you know for example supporting click to collect like on our platform and partnering with you know the albertsons and walmart's of the world to become a fulfillment provider so when someone purchases online, they can actually go pick up from their local retailer um, instead of having it shipped, right? Which kind of circumvents the, the shipping cost being a prohibitive um, thing for people to purchase. Um, and so that's what we're really excited about here. Um, and then additionally, our creator network are, you know, um, food creators that have been vetted by us. So, you know, you can you can ensure there's going to be high quality, you know, recipes and, and content uh, because we are hyper-focused in the food in the food vertical. Um, and so those are just some of the things that come to mind, um, you know, when, it, when we're thinking about our product and one reason why we're super excited about the food space in particular. Yeah, I love all those things. I'm just thinking for a lot of our brands who are listening, it's a really great time to get in early now, because as you begin to expand and get, you know, uh, build out your own kind of site and then tools to land on other brand sites and other websites, um, it presents a really good opportunity for them to kind of grow with you as well and being some of the first brands to try it out and uh, really get in front of a lot of people. So I think it's a really good thing. I am really positive on uh, shoppable commerce. There's a, um, I, and there's a lot that's kind of here and that's going to be developing in the in the near term. So definitely excited to have you guys on. If anyone's interested in learning more about Crafted, I'll uh, put their contact info in the show notes. You can get in touch, um, but I'll definitely be joining in on more of these in the future. Thanks so much for having us, Jordan. Right, thanks so much for having us.